0: Humility is the key that unlocks the power of God. Now, when we talk about humility, it's not always what we think. We know what it's not. We know when people are boasting about their and accomplishments and how great they are. We really don't get a sense of their humility. But Neither is being a doormat humble. That is not what we're called to be either. It's more to speak the truth in love every time in order to bring about the desired effect and the desired result, edification. So now, as we begin Lent, We take it up a notch. C.S. Lewis talks about humility and says, humility is the greatest architect in the world. He knows he's the greatest architect in the world. He admits that he's the greatest architect in the world. But it does not stop him from appreciating someone else's efforts. It's not that you think less of yourself but you think of yourself less often. Now, the Pharisee is guilty of pride. And in this example, he is not condemned because he hadn't done all these things that he said he had done. I'm sure he had done them. He tithes and he fasts, and he's certainly not the publican, he's a Pharisee, he's different. But he was condemned because he judged other people. He condemned other people. So God looked at him the way he was looking at other people. Now this past weekend over at the Classic Center they're doing the Wine Weekend and at the Wine Weekend they teach you how to understand good wine and how to pair it with food so that it brings out its best character. So today we want to combine, pair if you will, the gospel with the epistle. We see that these two together will equip us for the journey that we are about to undertake. And bring out the best in us as we set our sights on Pascha. So, number one, the gospel. We should see ourselves as we are, not as we want others to see us. We want to see ourselves soberly, realistically, without condemnation, without guilt, without judgment. The publican saw himself in the light of God. And his response was, have mercy on me. He has his own list of accomplishments. He's a pretty good guy. But in God's presence, his natural response was, have mercy on me. Now, it's perilous to be blind to our own faults. Why do we pray throughout Lent, help me to see my own faults and not To judge my brothers and sisters. Because it's so easy to see everybody else's faults. They're out there. They're glaring. Everybody knows it. And everybody capitalizes on those faults. That's what we have in our society today. A peculiar disease. The internet is lit up. By other people's scandals. People profiting off of other people's mistakes, people building themselves, saying, See, what a sorry, sick person that is. I think a real scandal would be someone to stand up and say, I am the greatest of sinners. Look what I've done. But we don't do that. Only God sees that. So it's important that we see our own faults, not to condemn ourselves or to feel guilty, but in a dark room, you don't see the dust. You don't see anything. But as we turn on the light, we begin to see where the dirt is and we're able to clean the dust, to be able to draw near to Christ. Now the second step as we read in the Epistle lesson, is that everything is from God. That all things work to good for those who are called and those who love God. So, no more pity parties. Banish self-pity from your vocabulary. (coughs) Find the good in everything God said it is there. Search for it. Look for it. And you will be transformed from burdens into blessings. As Will Durant says that today's world is restless. We are living in an age of spiritual exhaustion and despondency. Like that which hungered for the birth of Christ Christ. Lacking meaning, man's life becomes empty. The routine of living becomes so depressing that people will do insane things in their attempt to break out of the monotony and find meaning in their lives. We find meaning in Christ. And we find Christ in our neighbor in the divine liturgy, in our own hearts. And now we can add to that, even in our trials and tribulations, everything works for the good, for those who love Him, and those who are called according to His purpose. So if we understand what real humility is, and we banish pity and embrace what God brings us in life, we have the perfect pairing to help us go on this journey to Pascha. We begin this week as we ready for Great Lent. And the good news is there's no fasting this week. So enjoy it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.